Thank you for joining me on the Spirit-Led Business Podcast. Today, we continue our Walking in Wisdom series with Proverbs chapter 23. Yes, indeed, I'm excited to be jumping back into the Walking in Wisdom series with Proverbs chapter 23. I have been releasing a new episode every Monday for the last few weeks, and I'm going to continue doing that. And also, in other exciting news, my wife is just days away from giving birth to our brand new baby girl, Charlotte Rose. So y'all, please be praying for us as my wife is going to be doing this all natural. So we're going to be rocking it like the Amish. (laughs) We're going to be doing this like our Mennonite friends. And uh, it's pretty exciting. And I believe it's going to be a good experience. But please pray for us. (laughs) All right. So let's jump right in to Proverbs chapter 23. Verse 1 says, When you sit to eat with the ruler, consider diligently what is before you, and put a knife to your throat if you are a man given to appetite. That's just good advice when you go in on business meetings, especially when you're meeting someone for the first time, that you don't eat all you want. You don't be a glut. You don't want to give the wrong impression. And this scripture may have more meanings than that, but I believe that's good advice when you sit down, especially with people that are on higher levels than yourself, that you really show self-control. Verse three, be not desirous of his delicacies for they are deceptive food. Verse four, do not labor to be rich. I want to spend some time right here. Do not labor to be rich. I read this verse the other day and I've just been meditating on that, you know, and the on why I do what I do. Like I do this spirit led business podcast because I want to see people in business succeed. I want to see people on the job succeed. I want to see believers, you know, in ministries succeed at what they're doing. Be blessed. Be prosperous, all these things. But there's also something that I don't always mention that is just as important is that we be kingdom minded in what we're doing. My pastor, Pastor George Pearson, he always says this. He says, our motivation for accumulation is distribution. Our motivation for accumulating wealth is to distribute that wealth right? We listen to God and we realize that all the money that comes into our hands doesn't necessarily belong to us or doesn't mean that we have to spend it on ourselves. God has a purpose for our money. So I'd be wrong if I got on here and said, God just wants to bless you financially to make you extremely rich so you can just live a wonderful, lavish life. That would be wrong. God wants to bless you richly. He wants to bless you financially beyond your wildest dreams, but he has other people on his mind when he does that. He wants you to be massively successful, but he wants you to give him glory and he wants you to listen to him when he tells you what to do with your money. So that scripture says, do not labor to be rich. That word labor, I looked it up and it means to toil, to be exhausted, to tire, God does not want us wearing ourselves out, trying 
to get rich. I'm going to read you a story in the Bible that paints the perfect picture of how the kingdom works and how God wants us to function in the kingdom. Because, you know, before we're saved, before we've made Jesus the Lord of our lives, there's a way that people do business. There's a way that people get ahead. There's a way that people do things. And everything they do isn't crooked, you know. There's people who do it the right way. But in the kingdom, there's a certain way that God wants us to go about getting rich. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, in the New Living Translation, it says the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich and he adds no sorrow with it. It's the blessing that makes you rich. And I want to read a story about Peter in Luke chapter five, verse four. This is out of the modern English version. And it says this, when he had finished speaking, when Jesus had finished speaking, so Jesus had borrowed Peter's boat so he could teach a message, so he could preach a bit. And when he had finished, he said to Simon, this is Simon Peter, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Verse five says, Simon answered him. This is what Simon Peter says to Jesus. Master, we have worked all night. We have labored all night or we have toiled all night and we have caught nothing. They had wore themselves out, wore themselves smooth out. (laughs) They wore themselves out doing their business, working. This is Peter's business. His business is a fishing business and he has wore himself out. He has worked all night and he has gotten nowhere. But watch what happens. This is how the kingdom works. This is how we partner with the Holy Spirit to be successful financially. Watch this. Peter says, Master, we have worked all night and have caught nothing, but at your word, I will let down the net. Peter said, nevertheless, nevertheless, what I have currently done, I'm going to listen to what you were telling me in this moment. And he said, I will let down the net. Verse six, when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish in their net and their net was tearing So they signaled to their partners. You see, this is Peter's business. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. Look at what happened here. Peter had worked all night, had got nowhere. But he hears one word. He had spent some time in the presence of Jesus. He had spent some time listening to Jesus teach. And suddenly Jesus tells him, go do this. He said, you know what? I'm tired. I'm wore out, but I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'm going to obey. It may not make sense to me, but I'm going to listen. He lets down his net at Jesus' direction. The next thing we see, he is taking such a great number of fish that it's sinking two boats. It's packed with fish. Those fish represent money for Peter's business. All of a sudden, financial prosperity has hit his business in an awesome way. But look what it didn't take. Peter toiled. He worked all night. He spent hours working. He got nowhere. But when he obeys the direction Jesus gave him, there was little labor involved. All he did was let down his net once. He lets down his net and all these fish come get packed in the net, right? And now they have to lift the net. So it did take labor. But just think about the amount of time he spent all night and got nowhere. Now he has spent such a small amount of time with far less labor and he has two boatfuls of fish. I mean, the boats are sinking. Things have took a 
a miraculous turn for Peter. And that's what God wants us to see in these scriptures. He doesn't want us laboring to be rich. He wants us laboring to obey his word, like laboring, spending time in the word of God, spending time, maybe sharpening your skills, doing things like that, right? Not labor out there, just wearing yourself out, trying to get rich. No, spend enough time. God doesn't want us to be lazy, but he wants us to take enough time that we can hear his voice, get direction, that the clearest way we can hear his voice is through his word, right? We can read his word. We can gain wisdom from his word and we can go out and execute with that wisdom. And there will be times in your life that just like Peter got a word of direction of what to do in his business and it paid off tremendously, that same thing will happen to you. But it doesn't come by toil. It doesn't come by exhausting yourself, doing a bunch of activities, figuring out the latest craze, the latest thing that someone's doing in your industry or whatever it may be. You know, some people, they'll work a ton of overtime. They're on the job. They get a chance for overtime. It's great to have a great work ethic, but it's far greater to work smarter. It's far wiser to spend time with God, to get the mind of Christ, to put on the mind of Christ, to figure out how do I do this to be the most effective, to be the most efficient. Let me walk in the kingdom like the Bible tells me I should walk and then receive it. You know, we receive these things by faith. We say this, we say, if God spoke to Peter through Jesus here and gave him such a clear direction, and he benefited so much from this, how much more? I'm laying hold of that. I'm believing that God's gonna speak to me in my business, right? You have to be bold with these things. You have to believe that God is a God of his word. And if he did it for Peter, he will do it for you. But remember, when he does it, your motivation for accumulation is distribution. You have to stay kingdom-minded. You know, I recently uh, created a Instagram page for Spirit Led Business for the podcast. So you can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Facebook. Just search Spirit Led Business and you'll find it. But I had never really spent time on Instagram and I saw some troubling things on there. Ministers who I saw before who were so anointed were now doing foolish things, you know, rolling up, uh, having someone video footage them pulling up to a church in a fancy car and getting out and saying, hey, I decided to bring this car today. That kind of nonsense. You know, uh, Brother Kenneth Copeland said the lowest form of prosperity is financial prosperity. You know, the anointing is so much more valuable to, to be anointed and then to go play games and cheapen things by making it seem like all of what God does in our life is us uh, driving a fancy car or having a, a possession like that. That's, that is such that, I don't know, that just troubled me. It's such nonsense, right? Like God desires us to prosper in our souls, right? So our, uh, prosper spiritually, to prosper in our souls. What is your soul? Your mind, your will, your emotions, to prosper in our relationships. There's all these other places that God wants us to prosper as well as financial prosperity. And when you prosper in all those other areas and you add financial prosperity, let me tell you, you become a huge prosperer. 
problem for the devil. You become a huge problem for the kingdom of darkness. Because no matter how anointed a man of God is, if he does not have the finances to do what God's calling him to do, he's he's stuck, you know, he's kind of he's held back. He's he's kind of contained. But when a pastor or when a Christian, I'll just say, has money enough to do what God calls him to do, oh, that's the devil's worst nightmare. So in everything you do, just keep things in perspective. But let's quickly continue here. It says, do not labor to be rich. Cease from your own wisdom. Will you set your eyes on that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. Verse 6, do not eat the bread of him who has an evil eye, neither desire his delicacies. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. The morsel you have eaten, you will vomit up and lose your sweet words. Verse 9 of Proverbs 23 says, do not speak in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. Verse 10, do not remove the old landmark, nor enter the fields of the fatherless, for their redeemer is mighty. He will plead their cause with you. Verse 12, apply your heart to instruction and your ears to the words of knowledge. That's what we're doing right now. Verse 13, do not withhold correction from a child. For if you beat him with a rod or if you spank him with a rod, he will not die. How many knows that when you spank a kid, when I used to get a spanking, it sounded like they were killing me. (laughs) My mama was hurting me, man. She was spanking my butt, but she wasn't killing me. She was trying to drive out this bad behavior, right? So it says, for if you beat him or if you spank him with the rod, he will not die. Verse 14, you shall beat him with the rod. That's a tough word right there. You shall spank him. Let me say it that way. You shall spank him with the rod and deliver his soul from death. Verse 15, my son, if your heart is wise, my heart will rejoice, even mine. Yes, my inmost being will rejoice when your lips speak right things. I want to read those two verses. That was verse 15 and verse 16. I want to read those in the Passion Translation. It says, my beloved child, when your heart is full of wisdom, my heart is full of gladness. You hear that? God said, when your heart is full of wisdom, his heart is full of gladness. In verse 16, it says, and when you speak anointed words, we are speaking mouth to mouth. I really don't even know how to expound on that. That is powerful. If we start saying what he says with his presence on what we say, we are speaking mouth to mouth with God. I believe that could be useful (laughs) on the job. I believe that could be useful in our dealings with other people, right? That could be quite beneficial in our businesses. Verse 17, do not let your heart envy sinners, but continue in the fear of the Lord all day long. For surely there is an end and your expectation will not be cut off. Verse 19, hear my son and be wise and guide your heart in the way. In the Passion, verse 19 reads this way. As you listen to me, my beloved child, you will grow in wisdom and your heart will be drawn into understanding, which will empower you to make right decisions. 
You see, you're not wasting your time when you're sitting here listening to Mr. Jason read these scriptures out of Proverbs. This is the wisdom of God being imparted into you, and it's going to cause you to be empowered to make right decisions. Verse 20, do not be among wine bibbers, drunkards, right? Among riotous eaters of meat, for the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty. Both of those. Not just the drunkard, but the glutton. They will both come to poverty and drowsiness will clothe a man with rags. Drowsiness will cause a man to become poor. How many know when you eat too much? What about on Thanksgiving? You have a nice big dinner. What do you want to do? You want to take a nap. You're drowsy. You're not at your best, right? Verse 22, listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Verse 23, buy the truth and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Verse 24, the father of the righteous will greatly rejoice and he who fathers a wise child will have joy of him. Verse 25, your father and your mother will be glad and she who bore you will rejoice. Verse 26, my son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. For a prostitute is a deep ditch and a seductress is a narrow pit. She also lies in wait as for prey and increases the transgressors among men. Verse 29. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has babbling? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who tarry long at the wine, those who go to seek mixed wine. You know, I would say the wisdom in what we're about to read is just avoid alcohol. You know, some people act like they can't live without it. They'll use a scripture that the Bible says a little wine for your stomach's sake, all these things. But then they but they get over in an area where they're playing with danger. Verse 31 says, do not look on the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it swirls around smoothly, <laughs> when it when it's looking cool. Verse 32, at the last, it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. Verse 33, your eyes will see strange things and your heart will utter perverse things. How many know that's true? I ain't been saved all my life. I guarantee you I've seen these things. Verse 34, yes, you will be as he who lies down in the midst of the sea or as he who lies upon the top of a mast. Verse 35, they have stricken me, you will say, and I was not sick. They have beaten me and I did not feel it. They were so drunk they couldn't feel pain. When will I awake? I will seek it yet again. You see that? That alcohol got them going in circles, just chasing your tail. All these bad things are happening. But guess what? When you sober up, you're ready for another drink. It's best, in my opinion, in my humble, holy opinion. <laughs> it is best to avoid alcohol at all costs. I trust you enjoyed this teaching today, and my prayer is that it brings much fruit into your life. Let me also encourage you to subscribe to the Spirit Led Business Podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you will also leave a review, it will help others find these timely teachings. Thank you once again and have a blessed day.